Greetings all ye fakers, and welcome to yet another mini-sode of Fake Ritual, the podcast. That's your mini-guide to pop culture and the occult. And I am sitting here with returning guest. You may know them from Brick Body Kids or Thrifty Podcast. It's Toddy Tondera. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back. Of um, course. I'm glad... I'm glad that uh, I didn't uh, creep anybody out the last time I was on with all my spookiness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's just get into it. What brought us here today? Well, uh, the last time uh, we sat down together virtually, uh, we recorded an episode about some things that uh, I like growing up, and we had found that we had... More than a few things in common. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being is we were both big time fans of R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. So I, uh, we, we collectively figured out that you know we had a lot of the same books. We watched the the TV show. Uh, we were talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark and the Venn diagrams of those two shows. Yes, this and, is episode twenty one. Check it out, folks. Yeah. And um, so I went back, and the house I grew up in, I retrieved all my old Goosebump books from there. And I have probably almost a whole first original series, maybe minus like eight or so books, maybe nine. And today, what we're going to take a look at here, um, we are going to be reading... Reader Beware, You Choose the Scare, Goosebump Books. Just Lucas and Toddy, two friends. Yes, this is uh, the Give Yourself Goosebumps series. And according to Wikipedia, this is a children's horror fiction game book, these are called. Uh, R.L. Stein wrote them as well. After the success of the Goosebumps books, Scholastic Press decided to create the spinoff series in 95. And... Uh, there are 50 books in the series, including the special editions. They were published between 95 and 2000. And this is actually an interesting fact. All of the books in the series, with the exception of Please Don't Feed the Vampire, are now out of print. Well, the thing about Goosebumps as a whole is uh, things like go in and out of style um, in the lore of Goosebumps. And... It's kind of like your own little uh, NCAA March Madness tournament. What survived this whole time? And <laughs> yes. Please don't feed the vampire. Makes um, sense. Yeah, vampires have yet to not be popular. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, vampires are always on trend. But yeah, let's, um, uh, yeah, if you want to read the back of the book. Sure. And we sure. will give yeah, the we're listeners. Gonna crack open, we're going to crack open our first cold one, our cold tale our spooky tale, Um, we are going to be reading Night in Werewolf Woods. Uh, On the back, it says, Get out out your bathing suit. You and your family are off on a summer vacation to a place called Woods World. You can't wait to mess around down at the lake. Then at the kids at the campfire, you hear a rumor about Woods World. Legend has it, werewolves roam the woods at night. But you're not scared. 
You're ready for an adventure. Will you explore the deepest, darkest parts of the woods? Brave the tunnel of waves? Home of the terrifying lake monster? Or battle an army of red fire ants? The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. Dang, I'm already excited. This is taking me back. I did read these in, I think, middle school it would have been. Took them on vacations. Very good for that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm ready to sink my, my canines in, if you Oh, <laughs> very good. Let's let um, the wolf puns begin. So Night in Werewolf Woods, uh, the reason why I picked this one in particular is, is uh, I actually, as a kid, I wrote my own version of this story. And at some point, I have to show you it or send you a copy of it or something. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's somewhere in my apartment. I still have it. I just don't know exactly where. But I wrote my own version of this because the uh, main character in the, in the in the book is named Todd. Oh yeah. Um, right for so, the bacon. Uh, little little similarities between the two of us. So oh. yeah. So what what's going to happen here is I'm going to be reading through the book. And yeah, you are going to be choosing our adventure path. Um, so it'll just be a, probably three or four pages of just backstory. And then the path will be chosen by you, Lucas, on what we do. So let's start out here. Um, page one. Nerd alert, nerd alert. We interrupt your perfect summer vacation at Deep Woods Lake to bring you this special Nerd news. Your parents have invited their best friends, Mr. and Mrs. Morris, and their super nerd son, Todd, to share the cabin with your family this year. You can't believe it. Your worst nerdmare has come true. Okay, so we're having nerdmares already. This can't be happening to me, you say out loud as your family's minivan pulls up to Woods World. You've already spotted the Morris's car. It's parked beneath a string of colored lanterns hanging over the entrance to Woods World. Woods World is this cabin community that your family has vacationed at every summer since you were a baby. Then you spot Todd. He's gawky, stringy-haired, wears thick, black-rimmed glasses. See, this is unfair to me because yeah, I have okay. had long, stringy hair with black glasses Dang. as well. Hey, hey, what do you say, Todd calls to you, his big hand whirly birds out of the car in a nerdy wave. Be nice, your mom cautions. Yes, maybe Todd is different, says your dad. Oh, he's different, all right, you moan, from everyone else on the whole planet. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry I'm being so mean to you in this story. <laughs> <laughs> your minivan and the Morris's car both roll up the gravel drive next to evergreen cabin you gaze around nothing has changed since last summer the woods behind your cabin are still dark and deep the sparkly blue lake in front of your cabin is as smooth as glass a narrow sandy beach stretches into an easy curve around the shoreline of the lake the sun has almost set leaving behind a fury pink orange glow in the sky there's enough daylight left for you to notice a note taped to the screen door of your cabin. Cool, you cry. You jump out the car. 
That must be a note from my friends, you tell your parents. You sprint across the lawn and up the porch steps. You pull the note off the cabin door. Now, you don't get to pick what happens next because I simply just have to read the next page. But what do you think this note uh, is? Uh, uh, We're going to find out, but... It's going to be sort of cryptic, and maybe it's going to be an invitation. It's going to be an invitation to some sort of, like, nighttime... uh, Something. 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 Whatever the... Whatever the... Okay. I like it. Okay. You unfold the note. You read it out loud. Kids only campfire tonight. 8 p.m. at the beach. Wonderful, your mom cries as she hurries up behind you. It's only 7 o'clock. You can help unload the car and then go. This will be a perfect opportunity for the other Woods World kids to meet Todd. And a perfect opportunity for them to think I'm a nerd too because I'm hanging out with them, you mutter. But no one hears you. Your parents, it, it may be, see, looking back, the reason, I, I probably rewrote this story because I was just being bullied as I was <laughs> yeah. reading. <laughs> yeah, I can, though I can relate, my mom always made me hang out with the people that had. Todd. No, not Todd. <laughs> I never actually knew a Todd, but I was, I can relate to being forced to like, you're going to take this person that doesn't yeah. have friends and you're going like, to Like nobody wants friend. to be around. Yeah. Cool. And I would mutter a lot. So, You watch Todd unload his stuff from the car. As he pulls out a red tin box, three very large red-haired boys bike up your driveway. They're the Murphy brothers. Jess, Buck, and Sharky. (laughs) Whoa. The oldest brother, Sharky, taunts Todd. Sharky is 15. He looks as if he's been lifting weights since he was two years old. Last summer, a kid told you that Sharky got his nickname because getting into a fight with Sharky is like trying to survive a shark attack. Does he bite? I see you bought us a present, Sharky says to Todd. He grabs a tin box and tosses it to his youngest brother, Jess. Hey, Todd shouts, that's my pewter figure collection. Bring that box back. <laughs> he tears it from his eyes that the Murphy brothers paddle away, taking the box with them. So... His pewter figures. Yeah. Okay, so at the end of this page, this is the end of this page, is when you're going to have to own the, the clutch for us if we're going to survive this. All right, yeah. That is a pick. You try to pretend that you don't see Todd crying, but this kid is not a quiet sniffler. He's a loud sobber. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, Todd cries. Tears spurt out his eyes like a water main break in the middle of Main Street. All right, all right, you finally say. I'll go to the campfire and get your precious pewter collection back. I'm coming too, Todd says. He wipes his nose on his sleeve. Gross. Yeah. You glance over at the porch. The parents are so busy talking, they don't notice that Todd's tears are flooding the place. You you notice, though. Now you have to decide if you're going to bring Todd to the campfire or leave him to cry alone at the cabin. Oh, no pressure. No pressure. Are you going I'm, to take I'm Todd? taking Todd. I'm taking Todd. Come with me. Okay, Todd. so if you decide to, to drag Todd with you to the campfire, go to page six. Cool. 
All right, so we're going to the campfire, bud. You can't help feel sorry for Todd. I can't. You decide to take him. See that? Yeah. See? Just how you were raised. <laughs> you decide to take him to the campfire. Maybe if those Murphy brothers see you crying, they'll still feel sorry for you too, you tell Todd. They are the meanest boys I've ever met, Todd Wales. He takes a package of tissues out of his shorts and blows his nose. Loud, really loud, you say. You'll scare them with that honking more than you, you could ever scare you. I just want my pewter collection back. It's my most precious possession. <laughs> as soon as Todd says this, the faucets open again. He can't stop crying. <sighs> I can't go to the campfire, he says. My sinuses are all clogged now. I've been crying all day. You'll have to face them alone, I guess. Alone, you repeat, cheering up immediately. Without you, Todd? I'm sorry, Todd weeps. I just don't feel like going to the party tonight. If you insist, you say happily, go to page nine. So Damn. you did the nice thing. I did. And he still didn't go. Wow, it worked out for me. You leave Todd to cry alone at the cabin. You stay here and unpack your stuff, you say to Todd. I'll go to the campfire and get the box back for you. You hurry out the cabin door. You head for the usual campfire spot at the south end of the beach. A giant fire is already blazing when you arrive. You see your friend Lauren Woods. Her parents own Woods World. She and the regular crowd of Woods World kids are sitting around the fire listening to Sharky Murphy tell a creepy story. Remember the legend of the werewolves, Sharky is saying mysteriously. At first, you may think you are talking to a friend. Then, when the full moon comes out, from behind a cloud, you'll see hair begin to grow on your friend's face. Fangs take the place of teeth. A voice that once was human turns to a beastly howl. Sharky pauses and lowers his voice to, to a whisper. Look, he says, the full moon is out tonight. This is a perfect night for the werewolves of Woods World to appear. No one is safe here. Not now and not ever. Um, at, the, at the bottom of this page, you'll have your second choice. Okay, I'm ready. So you're going to have to make a decision coming up. Sharky laughs an evil laugh as he finishes his story. The kids sitting around the campfire study each other's faces, searching for hair or maybe fangs. As clouds cover the full moon, the campfire party breaks up. Everyone says goodnight. Lauren Woods laughs as she calls to you. Nighty night, don't let the werewolves bite. Did you ever see a werewolf, Sharky? One of the younger kids asks before he leaves. Ha, Sharky laughs. My brothers, my brothers and I saw plenty of werewolf tracks in the woods just before we came to this campfire. Isn't that right, Jess? Yeah, the youngest Murphy brother says. We saw the wolf tracks when we were burying the nerdy kid's box. So you think yourself, they buried Todd's box? But where? You promised to get the box back for Todd. But should you go out alone tonight when the moon is full? 
if you decide to go look for the box tonight, turn to page 13. If you decide to go back to the cabin, turn to page 71. Do you want to look for Todd's box tonight? Or do you want to return to the cabin? The choice is yours. The choice is yours, reader. <sighs> I'm going to return to the cabin. At least, like, get my bearings. I feel that, you know, it's my first night here. I should probably just, you know, see what's up. And then tomorrow would be a better time to go dig up this box. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I think well, that's a, a fair call to make. I'm a kid, you know? I can't go Right. <laughs> no, no. Um, so let's let's see if you decided uh, correctly. The full moon, the black sky, and the thought of werewolves in the woods help you decide what to do. You are definitely going back to the cabin. You could always hunt for the box in the morning. As you walk along the path to Evergreen Cabin, Lauren catches up with you. I'm sure glad you're back this summer. This werewolf thing is really bad for business. You don't really believe there are werewolves in these woods, do you, Lauren? You ask. I didn't until I started hearing the howling, she says quietly. Uh, Have you heard it? Give me a break, you laugh as you reach your cabin. It's probably just the wind blowing the trees. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably, Lauren agrees. She nervously twists a strand of her long black hair around her finger. Well, see you tomorrow. The lights are all out in your cabin. You enter quietly. You tiptoe past your parents and the Morris's rooms. They're all sleeping. But you hear a noise coming from the room you are sharing with Todd. What is it? Turn to page 99. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to call out something here on this page. It's kind of the elephant in the room or um, as it may be a werewolf in the room. I think Lauren's a werewolf. Huh? I think Lauren's a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. The long black oh. hair twisting it around her finger. Her last name is Woods. It's Woods World. Yeah. That like so she's, she's just a little too me thinks the lady doth protest too much situation. So yeah. So She's a werewolf, so yeah. let's keep that in mind as we go on, I think. All right, so we're going to go to page 99. We're I just Todd, don't trust I, Todd might be a werewolf, though, too. Sometimes it's, in at least, you know, werewolf movies, sometimes they, it's the red herring, you know, they. That's the, a great point. You know, sometimes the, 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 the nerd, the one that is often bullied, you know, yeah. is sort of more susceptible to the, the powers he of the He actually fucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he fucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he actually fucks. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, in, as an adult, you know. <laughs> yes, as an yeah. I know it's like, oh, this is a children's book. Okay, I'm a child. I'm a child. The the noise you hear is Todd crying into his pillow. Uh -oh. You are too tired to talk now. Instead, you kick off your shoulders and climb into your bed with your clothes on. Just as you start to drift off to sleep, you hear it. Did you hear that? Todd cries. He jumps out of bed and hurries over to your bedside. The light from the full moon casts an eerie glow over Todd's terrified face. Don't be afraid. It's only the wind blowing, you mutter. Ow. Todd leaps on your bed and screams. It's a wild animal. Before you can answer, a rock with a note attached to it flies through your open window 
and lands on the wooden floor in front of you. You push Todd aside and wriggle out of bed. You pick the rock up, tear the note off, and read it aloud. Lucas, this doesn't look good. No. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah. The werewolves of Woods World, they love to see red. So the box that was yours is now their box instead. The werewolves of Woods World disappear at dawn. So you might find the box before the night is gone. Uh-oh. Oh, so I gotta go out. Yeah. Fuck. We have Damn pewter to... figures. Like, yeah. I, I'll buy you new pewter, pewter figures, Todd. So where... So whatever... We left the box. Turns out, seems like the werewolves have found it and and written poetry to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rhyming werewolves. It's like when you leave something over, if when you leave like a toy over your friend's house and like your friend's mom calls your mom. This kind of feels like this only with werewolves. Yes, yes. Okay, Todd, you announce. You fold up the note and slip it into your pocket of your jeans. This means war. Yeah, Todd agrees with a sudden burst of courage. He grips your arm and asks, what, werewolves? Where? That's exactly where we're going to find out, you reply. You quickly fill Todd in on Sharky's story about the werewolves. You slip your sneakers back on as Todd pulls jeans over his Looney Tune pajamas. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then, holding a flashlight in one hand and a nervous Todd in the other, you sneak out the front door. Slowly, you and Todd creep down the porch... You step onto the grass and stop. You hear rustling in the bushes near the cabin. Who's there? You demand in a loud whisper. The only answer is another haunting howl from somewhere deep in the woods. Clouds cover the moon now, making it difficult to see the path. You spot two sets of blinking eyes in the distance. Two red lights blink in the direction of the path leading to the beach. Two white lights blink in the opposite direction down a path that leads deep into the woods. Which way, Todd asks. So, we have two options here. We could, to investigate the red lights, turn to page 75. To check out the white lights, turn to page 30. So we're out there and we see lights in two different directions. And the, the note said that the werewolves like red. Mm -hmm. And we do got to get this box back. And, you know. That's a good, that's a kind of a nice call back there. But I'm, I'm going for the red. I'm feeling red brave lights. with Todd in my arms. And yeah, yeah He's let's, let's get this box big. back so I can enjoy my vacation. To invest the red to investigate the red lights, turn to page seventy-five. Let's see. Let's see. This way, you answer, toward the two red lights. You lead the way through a, a wall of thorny bushes. There should be a path to the beach around here somewhere, you say. Youch, Todd cries. These stupid thorns are scratching me all up. Better watch out. You don't bleed too much, you joke. You don't want those werewolves to catch the fresh scent of blood. Todd's knees tremble as the two of you push through the overgrown vines and shrubs. Are you sure this is the path? Todd asks. 
It's so dark out here. I can't see a thing. Before you can answer, you hear it. Ow! This time, the terrifying noise is very, very close. Oh no, Todd whines. What was that sound? You try not to panic for Todd's sake. You flip on the, fl- you flip on the flashlight switch. Darkness surrounds you. You hit the flashlight on your hand. Once. Twice. Still no light. Stupid batteries, you mumble. But even without, without your light, you notice the ground under your feet. It's changing. It's changing from dry to slippery and very slimy. Where are you? Go to page four. What's going on? Mm, swamp. You think it's swamp time? I think it's a swamp. All right, let's see. Let's see if we're going to a swamp. All right. It's a cave. Oh, okay, okay. In all the summers, I've been coming to Woods World, you say to Todd. I never knew there was a cave here. Let's check it out. Then you hear a voice from somewhere deep in the cave. A voice calling your name. You think the voice sounds like Sharky Murphy, but you can't be sure. Hello, you answer. You start to move forward into the black cave. Todd tugs back at you. Don't go in, he warns. Mm. Again, the voice from inside calls your name. You feel pulled by the voice and pulled by Todd at the same time. What's it going to be? Go in or stay out? So your options... If you so choose to answer the call of the cave, turn to page 81. If you feel safer listening to Todd and staying out of the cave, go to page 37. I think, I mean, I didn't come out all this way to just back off when we're obviously on the trail of that dickhead Sharky. So I'm going in. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. This is for you, though. Well... This could have, if you um, stayed with Todd, that could have been a possible Todd werewolf reveal. Could have been. But we'll see if there's any werewolves in this this cave, because we're heading on in. Page 81. We are on page 81. And once again, at the bottom of this page, you will have to pick our path. You've done well so far. You Mm -hmm. haven't got us eaten or killed. Or we didn't fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So right now we're going to go into that cave and we're going to leave Todd outside. You reach over and hold on to Todd's arm. We're both going in the cave. <laughs> okay, so so shit's turned up. Yeah, I mean he can't leave Todd. Like Todd would turn no. into a pile of tears or yeah. You know. We're not going to let those Murphy brothers scare us, are we? We aren't, gulps Todd. I mean, no, we aren't. A thin beam of moonlight shines into the mouth of the cave. You can see the floor is pure slime. You take one step forward. Your feet fly up into the air. You land flat on your back and bring Todd down with you. Then you and Todd start sliding faster and faster. Whoa! Your two voices blend into one. You squeeze your eyes shut. You feel as though you're sliding down the world's steepest water slide. 
down, down you go. Faster, faster. You and Todd zoom down a slime-slicked tunnel into total darkness. Just when you think your body can't take one more second of this wild ride, it ends <laughs> with, with a grand slam bam. You mm-hmm. smash into a wet cave wall. If you open your eyes now, go to page 85. If you can't bear to look, keep your eyes closed, turn to seven. Oh, I have to open my eyes. Right? I have to open my eyes. I have to see what it is. is I'm not going to. Yeah, like, yeah, is this a trick question? You know, like, you and, hit, you and Todd hit the cave wall with a giant thud. You both open your eyes at the same time and see the same eerie sight. Eyes. Hundreds, no thousands of bright yellow eyes. Eyes on the ceiling, eyes on the walls, eyes on the floor. Bats, Todd mm-hmm. exclaims. He sounds more amazed than scared. They won't hurt us. I study all of them for a science project. You're not so sure Todd's right. Two bats fly right by your face. Their yellow eyes whiz past you like shooting stars. The flapping of their webbed wings creates a bright breeze that sends chills down your spine. You whip your head around to move out of the bat's flight path. As you duck down, you feel bat wings brush across your face. Their tiny claws catch in your hair. Then they fly away, yanking out small clumps of your hair as they go. The bats surround you. You turn to find Todd. It's hard to see through the thousands of flapping black wings. Where is he? Finding Todd on page 42. So we're, we're still alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. Todd is standing next to you. He's just as surrounded by the beastly bats as you are. But Todd is acting as if they are butterflies instead of bats. He's even reaching out his hands to them. <laughs> A sudden gust of wind blows through the cave. The bats beat their wings furiously, which creates an instant whirlpool. The force pulls Todd backwards. You can't believe your own eyes. Todd is being sucked into a tunnel, a tunnel filled with bat eyes. Todd, you scream. Bats, bats everywhere, bats, Todd yells as you watch him being drawn deeper and deeper into the tunnel. They're beautiful. (laughs) You knew that this kid was weird. Now what are you supposed to do? Go down the tunnel of eyes after Todd or turn back and run for help. So Todd has been revealed as a big time weirdo so <laughs> yeah. um it, the eyes have it go to page 47 when, when the going gets tough the tough kid going for help turn to page 19 so if you want to go down the tunnel 47 page 19 turn for help see i always you can't help you can't save others if you don't save yourself and if yeah. I go in after Todd and I get sucked mm-hmm. into this bat vortex, then what good does that do me? So I'm gonna so run. So this for is help. so this is when you're uh, this is when you're go this is when you're saying, Okay, that's enough. Yeah. I figured out I figured out what's in it. Especially okay. once he's like, Oh, it's they're beautiful. It's like Yeah. Uh, like maybe he likes it. I don't know. Like something's yeah. going on. <laughs> like, so let's just get out of here. Yeah, yeah. There's no box, you know, like you're looking for this box. Yeah. Forget this, you cry. I'm out of here. You decide you're going back to the cabin to get help. It's one thing to try to get Todd's stupid box back. It's a whole other thing to see him being eaten alive by bats, you think? 
You quickly turn to leave, but in the darkness, with the bats flapping around your eyes, you can't see where you're going. You try to retrace your steps and out of the cave, but you are blocked by what seems to be a wall of ice. You feel the frozen wall with your hands. The surface is so cold, it burns. Mm. You quickly pull back your hands. Then you hear a strange rumble. The ice wall starts to move. It slides open like a sliding glass door. You see a small room completely covered in ice. A blast of Arctic air rushes at you. The warmer air from the rest of the cave surges through the ice door. A perfectly round ice window in the roof of the room melts. Light from the full moon outside streams in through the newly formed skylight. Wow, the, this is elaborate. This is... Right? <laughs> yeah. The moon shines on the frozen forms of 13 gruesome werewolves. Fuck. Oh no. The frozen werewolves are beginning to melt. Turn to page 109. Yipe. The werewolves' frozen faces begin to move grotesquely. As they start to thaw, the werewolves open their jaws. Their fangs gleam in the moon's full light. You watch the hairy fanged beasts with fascination. They seem to communicate to one another in low growls and short howls. When all of them seem to be totally unfrozen, the leader of the pack leads the way out through the open ice door. The pack of wolves walk right past you. They don't notice you pressed against the wall. You watch as they lumber into the cave. When the second one has passed, you wait a few seconds. Then you follow the sound of their low growls through the dark cave. Where are they going? Follow the werewolves on page 130. Wow, I did not see this coming. Yeah, what's what's the plan here? What do you think? What's it's taken a lot of turns. It has. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to uh, cast doubt on your mission here because I think you've chosen all the right the the, the right answer so far. Because if you would have chosen the wrong paths, we we would have been be dead here. by now. But yes. we're still here. Yes. So. Can Tom Brady win another Super Bowl? The answer was yes. Can we get through this book? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Like, sorry guys, this was a, this was a minisode, but we, you know, it's out of our hands at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're on a journey, aren't yes. we? Yes. You have entered the tunnel of wolves. Now you hear a bone chilling. Ow! Only this time it isn't exactly bone chilling. It sounds more like chalk screeching on a blackboard. I don't think that's a werewolf, you say out loud. Then you see a very surprising sight. It's Todd. He looks awful. His hair is covered in slime, dropped by the slugs of the cave ceiling. His geeky face is completely white, and his mouth is wide open in a howling O shape. Todd, you shout, startling out of his howling. Are you totally nuts or what? What are you doing? I'm making the werewolves think I'm one of them, Todd answers in a terrified and shaking voice. I heard them running. I didn't know what to do, so I started howling. I don't believe it, you say. Todd, you are... Then you hear the werewolves, too. They're running, but which way? Toward you or away from you? Find out on page 68. Damn. 
This is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drawn in. I'm really excited to see what happens. Big decision at the bottom of this page. Okay, I will okay. tell you that. So keep that in mind. The werewolves, Todd shouts, start howling. Start howling. You grab Todd's shoulders and give him a good shake. Snap out of it, Todd, you order him. It's either how or run, he insists, and we don't know which way the werewolves are going. There's one more choice, Todd, you reply. You point to, to a stream of light at the end of another tunnel. It looks as if it might be the way out. There, you say. Oh, yeah, sure, Todd says nervously. I already saw the tunnel. I, I also saw the giant hole in the floor between us and the way out. Just listen to this. Todd drops a loose stone in the hole. The two of you wait to hear it hit the bottom. It never does. It's a bottomless pit, Todd announces. Howl. This time the howling isn't coming from Todd. He's too busy talking about the pit. It's the werewolves, Todd whispers. Start howling. No, jump, you shout. So here is the big decision. If you, if you howl to, to save yourself, Turn to page 33. If you jump across the bottomless pit, go to page 111. So are you going to howl or are you going to go for the pit? I don't really buy the howling thing. I think it was just, they went past me too, and I wasn't howling. I think they just went past uh, Todd. Yeah, so would... I'd say we jump, like do mm-hmm. or die. So let's get the heck out of here. Let's, let's, if you jump across the bottomless pit, leap to page 111. So we're going to leap. We have to jump across the pit, you insist. It may be the only way out of this place. I can't do it, Todd whines. You'll have to go first. As soon as you hear the howling again, all your nervousness disappears. Come on, Todd, you cry. The werewolves are getting closer. Without another word, you back up a few steps and take a running leap. It is so dark that you can't be sure if you're making it across the pit or not. All you know is you're flying through the air. In seconds, your feet land on solid ground. Dirt crumbles under your heels. You are half on, half at the edge of the pit. Whoa, you cry, swaying back and forth over the pit. Don't leave me, Todd screams. I'm trying my best not to, you snap. You fall forward onto the ground in front of you. That was close. You can't finish this sentence because what you see standing behind Todd is making your mouth drop wide open. Wait, did Turn he jump with pa- me or did I jump myself? You jumped. And he did. You made it and, and you kind of yes, edged yeah. your way onto that. And then when you, when you turned around to say Todd jump, you saw something by Todd that made your mouth drop open. So we're going to have to turn to page 41. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we, uh, yeah, we're in some trouble, it seems like. Werewolves! There are werewolves behind you! You finally manage to scream. Jump, Todd, jump! You fumble with the faulty flashlight. This time it goes on. You point the flickering beam past Todd's slugged, slimed head. You aim for the eyes of the snarling beasts. Yes, it's working! The light, it's hypnotizing them, you shout. Hurry, jump across! Oh, Todd cries as he glances back and finds finds himself eyeball to eyeball with the werewolves. Jump, you yell. Jump. 
As the werewolves reach out for him, Todd jumps. You lean over the edge of the gaping pit and grab for Todd's outstretched hand. You stretch your arm as far as you can see, and... If you catch Todd, turn to page 80. If you don't catch Todd, plunge your way to 61. So this is a little... If you catch Todd... I mean, go to 80. If I you just don't, would, go to 61. This one's a little wiggity. I would argue I meant to catch Todd. The story's telling mm-hmm. me I reached out to catch Todd, so I catch Todd. Okay. You but catch I, Todd. Turn to I, page 80. I catch Todd. Yeah. You caught me, Todd exclaims, gra- grabbing your hand. We caught each other, you spout. Oh. You sputter. <laughs> <laughs> When you think you catch me, but you catch each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your hands grasp Todd's hands over the center of the hole. Oh, no. We're falling. I can't look, Todd shrieks. Oh, brother, you think, as you feel your arms and legs all tangled up with Todd's. Just my luck. Of all the people in the world I could have fallen into a bottomless pit with, it has to be Todd Morris. Down, 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 down you fall, spinning and tumbling, head over heels, no end in sight. Todd sticks to you like syrup to pancakes. And now that you think of it, he's probably getting the syrupy slug juice all over you too. You're not sure which is worse, having Todd glued to you or being slimed by slugs. You have plenty of time to think about it since you'll be free falling for quite a while. Fall over to page 38. Does this seem good? I think it is. I actually think it is. This falling thing is starting to get boring. With no <laughs> bottom to the pit, there's nothing to look forward to. Since there's nothing to see down below, you and Todd gaze up instead. You immediately are are hit in the eye with drops of liquid. Yikes, Todd screams. There's a whole pack of those werewolves up there looking down into the pit. Todd's right. At the rim of the pit, 20 or more hungry werewolves are leaning into the hole. Those drops that hit you in the eye were drops of drool dripping from the fangs of the hairy beasts. Gross. The werewolves want food, and you and Todd are it. You can feel their fire-red eyes staring right at you. A hot glob of drool hits the tip of Todd's ear and dribbles down the side of his neck. Oh, disgusting, he moans. He pulls his hand away from your arm to wipe off the steaming drool. Uh-oh, Todd is falling away from you now. You're both on your own. Turn to page 102. Fuck. Ah, you hear from the darkness below you. It's Todd, and he sounds very far away now. You have lost him falling, for sure. Too bad, you think sadly. I was just starting to get used to having him around. Goodbye, Todd, you call as loudly as you can. <laughs> when you and your boy are just falling and then you just break apart and you're like, all right, all right. <laughs> I guess we're dying. I guess we're dying different times. Yeah. I'm sorry you were a nerd, you said. I really do like you, you know, honest. With tears in your eyes, you call out one last bye. I'll miss you. Really, I will. You'll really miss me? A happy voice unexpectedly next to your ear. Wow. That's swell, huh? <laughs> What's going on here? Turn to page 93. What's going on here? So you were about, an you elaborate were like, prank to get me to confess my love of Todd? Todd, you exclaim when you hear his voice right next to you. What's happening? How did, it, how did I catch up to you so fast? You didn't, Todd laughs. We caught up to, we caught up to you. 
Before Todd can say more, you realize that you are no longer falling. You and Todd are both sitting back on, on the back of a giant winged thing. What? what the? You start to ask. It's a pterodactyl, Todd what? explains. <laughs> Probably preserved in this pit for centuries. We're on the back of a pterodactyl. A pterodactyl <laughs> caught us. Some hollow earth shit. The huge prehistoric flying reptile is moving its head. First up, then down. It seems to be asking you to choose which way you want to go, up or down. So this is the big... I don't know if you thought when you were spending a night in Werewolf Woods that you would be on the back of a pterodactyl in a bottomless pit and the pterodactyl is asking you if you would like to go up or down. I mean, up, I'd say. We're, up know. is the werewolves. But we got a pterodactyl this time. You're right. Let's go. Yeah. All right, so we're going to soar to page 116. Go up, you command. I think I'm going to, Todd says in a queasy voice. I said go up, not throw up, you <laughs> yell. The pterodactyl instantly points its head upward and flaps its wings hard. Up, 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 you rise. You soar through the darkness at speeds you never thought possible. Wow, wow, Todd exclaims. This thing really moves. He's right. In fact, as you look up, you realize the pterodactyl has moved so fast you're almost at the mouth of the bottomless pit. And you're almost at the mouth of a pack of very hungry werewolves. Their fangs-filled mouths are watering. Fly to page 15. We're still in it. We are yes. still in the game. We are still in it. Oof. We have survived so much. It's going to be a bummer if, we're, if we die. I know, yeah. yeah. How? You hear the werewolves howl in the not-too-distant distance. Oh, Todd moans as the pterodactyl flies up and out of the pit. The flying pterodactyl tips sideways. It drops you and Todd onto the ground right by the werewolves. Oh, what? You land right in front of the werewolves' feet. The wolves are pacing and circling. Some are on all four legs. Some are standing upright on two hind legs. Their growls and howls bounce off the walls of the cave and hit your ears like a pair of cymbals clashing. Phew! What an odor these wolves give off. You have never smelled anything so bad in your life. A hand on your shoulder causes you to spin around. You're face to face with... And you really can't believe this. Uh, wow, that's a cliffhanger. Turn to page 20. It's Lauren. It's Lauren, and she's about to turn into a werewolf or tell you the lore of this whole shit, probably. Yeah, yeah? be like, it's chill. These are my family, like... You're with me. You're safe. You rub your eyes to make sure you're not seeing things that aren't really there. But you're not. What you think you really see is there. And what a shock. Wait, it's my family. It's all, it's all three Murphy brothers. Oh, okay. Duh, of course. Not what we want to hear right now, I don't no. think. Mm -mm. Well, that explains the smell in here, you whispered Todd. It isn't the werewolves. It's the Murphys who smell. You see the Murphys, but they don't see you. They're too busy defending themselves from the werewolves. Jess is holding a rock and is ready to heave it if the werewolves come too close. Suddenly, one wolf leaps forward. It, push, it pushes all three Murphy brothers into the center of the pack of the wolves. They are about to attack the Murphys. You've never seen the Murphys look so scared. We're about to see, hear some werewolves eat some children, I mm -hmm, think. Mm -hmm. They don't look like the bullies now. 
Now they look like regular kids. Re- regular terrified kids, that is. For a second, you think, well, it serves them right. They're the ones who got us in this mess. Mm-hmm. And then the second, you feel kind of sorry for them. Decisions, decisions. What will you do? Try to help the Murphys, or will you let the werewolves have at them? Lend a helping hand on page 84. Throw the Murphys to the wolves on page 87. <laughs> you going to throw those kids to the wolves? Yeah, fuck them. You, you know what? Fuck them. Like, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Toddy's fuck my all, boy. Fuck all Murphys. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably not going to end well for us. Fuck you, Sharky, you say. (laughs) (laughs) You have to help us, Sharky calls out when he spots you and Todd. We didn't mean any harm. Now the werewolf see you. You have to think fast. Tell me where the box is, and I'll save all of you, you shout above the growls and snarls. The werewolves had it. Buck Murphy cries out. That's why we came in here. Yeah, we're trying to get it back for your friend or whoever he is, Jess explains. You watch in horror as the werewolves lick their chops. Rows of sharpened fangs glisten in the glow of the werewolves' red eyes. They are ready for Murphy feast. Please, Sharky begs, please help us. (laughs) So it turns out you have to. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. We're on page 27, and our journey continues in Night Werewolf Woods. Then you see the thing that started this trouble, the red tin box. Buck was telling the truth. The werewolves do have the box. Todd, look, you cry out. You point to the box resting at the feet of the fiercest werewolf. My pewter collection, Todd exclaims when he sees the box. He forgets for the moment that the danger is only inches away. The werewolves' tongues hang out between pointed out oversized teeth. The smell of their hot breath makes you feel sick. The pterodactyl from the bottomless pit swoops past you. The flapping of its wings sends dust and dirt flying up from the ground. The werewolves tuck their faces under their fur-covered arms, trying to keep the clouds of dirt out of their red eyes. While the werewolves' heads are buried in their arms, you and Todd crawl between their hairy legs. You grab the red tin box. Then you sprint to the corner out of the wolves' immediate sight. Got it, you cry clutching the box to your chest turn to page 124 so this what these wow. pu- you think the pewter collection is going to help us against these wolves maybe it's not pewter maybe it's silver whoa maybe to- todd was wrong it's because it, silver i'm pretty sure is soft yeah like yeah like, uh, that might More be valuable it. at least all right so we're on page 124 you throw open the red tin box and look at the pewter figure collection for the first time Awesome, you cry when you see the treasure. Inside the box are the mostly finely crafted, beautiful jeweled pewter figurines you've ever seen. Yes, you say to Todd, it was definitely worth the trouble. That's so crazy to feel that way. That, that's crazy to feel. These action, figures are, these action figures are dope, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad we like fell in a bottomless pit. and. Yeah, unearthed a pterodactyl. Yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. Each figure is in its own velvet-lined compartment. You can't resist taking out the pewter dragon with the emerald eyes. Incredible, you whisper. You turn the figure around in your hand and study the details. You return the dragon to its compartment. One by one, you take out each figure and study it. Why? There's werewolves, like, a stone's throw away. Well, I think this might be another part of the story that other parts of the story 
other paths we did not choose. I bet you learn more about these figures. Okay. But we're to this part of the story already, so it's just quickly establishing all these figures are cool for some reason. <laughs> there's a there's a prince waving a crystal bladed sword in the air, a ruby studded castle, a diamond eyed skeleton in a hooded cloak, and a and a and a magic sorceress holding a fiery crystal sun above her head. They're all safe, Todd exclaims with relief. He helps you put them back and closes the box. But we're not safe, we say. Remember the werewolves? Turn to page 121 and see why. The werewolves have all lowered their arms and turned at once. They're licking their bloodthirsty lips. Their eyes glow like flaming torches. One of the hairy beasts grabs Todd and breathes hot, stinking wolf breath, wolf breath into his face. No, please, cries Todd. You, could, you can see tears gush from his wide eyes. You could have the collection, he tries to bargain. <laughs> the werewolf snarls and bears pointed teeth. Its mouth opens wide to take Todd's whole head off in one bite. Ow! You howl. You try to draw the wolf's attention away from Todd so Todd's head does not get bitten off. It works. In fact, the whole pack of werewolves turns away from the Murphys and Todd. All werewolves' eyes are on you. But you're ready for them. In one swift motion, you open the box and hold up the pewter sorceress. Their red eyes reflect off the crystal sun in the sorcerer's hands. A blinding light is thrown back into the wolves' eyes. The wolves step backwards. They try to escape the reflecting rays. But can they? So the sorceress, yeah, um, you hold it up, and the eyes reflect back at themselves. So basically their own eyes are peering back at them, okay. and they're, they're freaked out, and they're backing away. So that tin box did actually contain what we thought. It might, uh, it's definitely a plot device. Yeah, wow. We're on 105. We might the first time through this, and this is the this is our first time reading through this. <laughs> we may we may be okay. So let's see here. It's no use. The werewolves cannot fight the crystal glow. Yes. One by yes. one, with a howl as empty and hopeless as the bottomless pit itself, each werewolf loses its balance one by one. They all fall backwards into the endless nothing that is the pit. Falling, falling, falling forever. There are no pterodactyls Ooh. left in the pit. Their howls rise to open mouth of the pit, filling the cave in the deep, dark woods surrounding Woods World. The Murphys throw themselves at you with heartfelt thanks for saving their lives. We'll always remember you for this, Sharky says. You two, nerd. I mean, hey, what is your name? This is my good friend Todd Morris, you say. <laughs> you put your arm around Todd's shoulder. You and Todd take the red tin box and lead the way out of the cave. Nothing can frighten you or Todd now. Not the Murphys, not the werewolves. You have faced every possible fear and conquered them all. For you both, this should be a very happy end. Fuck yeah! We Holy did it. Holy shit! That is cool. We did it. I was Lucas. You were Toddy. Yeah. That actually was yeah. That was some good shit. 
Did you know that we were in for that ride tonight when we no. had opened up a night in Werewolf Woods? Highlights are definitely the pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah. Big misdirect. Low lights, low lights or, or another highlight, depending on how you look at it. That whole bat situation with Todd when he was just fluttering into the bats <laughs> and yeah. not hating it. Yeah, beautiful. But yeah, wow, friends in the end. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I thought bullies. we'd be. The we bullies. got the bullies too. I thought we were going to have to read, do multiple takes of just. Nope. Like First up, take. dead end, dead end. Wow. Fuck yeah. First Unedited, take. folks. Just so you know, that was authentic. Yeah, and just so you know, we thought it'd take like shorter. <laughs> yeah, we did think it would take shorter. Because we thought we were going to die. That's why we thought it was going to be shorter. Yeah, wow. R.L. Stein, fuck yeah. If, he was, if I could shake his hand right now, I would. That was fun. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Toddy, for pulling from you. your collection. And wow, thank you for yeah taking us through that journey and joining and thank me. Thank you to the fakers for having me. Thank you, fakers. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lucas the hero. You're Toddy the... N- or <laughs> human yeah the human yeah <laughs> well is there uh, anything uh you want to promote or anything yeah any way the fakers can follow you sure um if you haven't caught our last episode it, it was fun um it was our first conversation we had so now we know each other as even deeper, darker friends in the occult. But um, I sell vintage clothes at Brick Body Kids. Uh, My friend Shane and I collectively have started that business, and we've been working on it pretty hard. Um, Yeah, it's at Brick Body Kids on Instagram, Depop, eBay, and we sell stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s clothes, um, just cool-ass shirts sometimes, maybe even your cool-ass shorts here and there. But just clothes that um, we like, and uh, yeah, they're old and nice. Well, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual, and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen, and uh, check out the website www.fakeritual.com. Read some old articles. I'll hopefully update it soon, but no guarantees. And remember, fakers, that nerd that you hate might just turn out to be your long-lost love. Ow!